to Mike Chank Waifu Waifu. Check waifu waifu. My telly main is that you? Born fly, we here. What's up? This is episode 208 of Mike Check Waifu Waifu. As always, it's brought to you by Lou Complex and Don't Talk Shop.com. It's also brought to you by Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike Check Waifu Waifu, where you can get early access to the video versions of this podcast, access to the after story podcast, watch alongs, read alongs, trailer reviews, etc. etc. Um, sorry, we didn't get that that One Piece trailer up. It's going to be up by the time you're hearing this for real this time. <laughs> so be ready for that. Uh, and make sure you guys uh, please be excited for the rest of the content that we got coming there. Uh, the show, Mike Check Wife Wife, who couldn't be done without our Patreon producers. Shout out to our Patreon producers, Dre, the GOAT, G, Johnny from Show Go High, Kent the Pro from Chaotic Culture Podcast, explicitly. From explicitly.com. Monique Williams, Nachi, and Safir, thank you so much for producing this and many other episodes of the podcast. We truly appreciate you and couldn't do it without you. It means the everlasting world to us. All you guys just keeping the lights on. Make sure you go to uh, youtube.com slash at Mike Check Waifu Waifu and subscribe for us. We're trying to get um, our YouTube numbers up so we can do a uh, proper live stream, get some support there as well because. Episode 216 is coming up extremely fast. So that's the one that uh, we're we going to treat as the special episode. You know how most podcasts do 200 or episode 100 of their special ones? We're doing 216 for uh, area code purposes. You already know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm excited. Me too. Me too. Um, Yeah, man. Tell before we get into the uh, whole rigmarole of the show, we got a big show for you today. I'm, I want to announce at the start that we are reviewing Demon Slayer Season 3, the Swordsmith Village arc. So if you haven't seen that, come back to this episode after the review. But before we do that, we're going to touch on some shows that finished up for the for the spring season um, and go from there. But before we get into that, tell how you feeling? What's up? What's been up? I'm good, bro. Uh getting so so y'all know i'll be working out every once in a while um but i uh i've been getting my numbers up right since the competition i haven't been eating as much protein as i was beforehand and it's been harder to get back to that eating but because i've been eating a little bit better uh well not unless i say better more i'm able to get my numbers up but i'm also maintaining you know the physique so it's kind of dope uh it's kind of dope to know what you're doing and, and watch it stay like, you know, like how you planned it. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of something I'm, I'm very, very prideful about right now. Right. But I, I love it. Um, but yeah, we, we good, bro. Uh, it's the kids are doing amazing. Uh, Alani, which is my, my smallest one, my baby, baby, uh, I call her my Cine mini. Cause she, <laughs> she's the only one in the house that's got the same skin tone as me. 
And she, she, she already, you know, she all over mommy all the time, but I swear she make my faces. So uh, I, I love seeing that. Cause they really, it's like all three of them really look like me and yeah. they just, they just got some features that they mom, which is kind of sad, but it is what it is. They're my babies. How you that's, doing? Polo? That's huge, man. That's huge. Uh, a lot better. I, uh, a lot better. I did want to say I had a, I had a rough, rough few weeks. Um, but I wanted to just give a, a special shout out to everybody that reached out on Twitter because for the first time ever, I decided to share something personal. And I decided to share that that's something personal because I feel like there's somebody, I don't, I don't, it could be one person, it don't matter, that needs to, that needed to see that. Um, and that was just me because, again, I don't like to get too personal unless it's the after story, but I, I, I'm going to share here because I did it on Twitter. Um, Depression and anxiety runs in my family. It's just, it's, it's always has between my mother, my sister, me. Um, we just always had, had this, had this issue. But with me, I like to hold it in as much as possible. I like to put on the, the strongest um, facade of, of the emotions that I feel when I'm, when I'm down in the dumps or, or I like to sleep it off or I like to just kind of game it off and just kind of put on, put on that mask and, and, and be, uh, be me without feeling like me and it's not healthy uh it got to the point where i was to a point that i've only been three times in my life and that's um feeling like i was better off not here and i again if you need help i'm gonna put the uh the national suicide hotline in the show notes or in the description of this video but i i do want to say like that is the it's been the worst feeling you can possibly have. And I just want to say the best thing you could do, shout out to my mom, because I, whenever I get to that point, the last person I try to talk to is my mom because I don't want to stress her out because I know she don't need that. But every time I talk to her, it just, I, I it fills me up with just so much uh, regret for even having those thoughts. Because again, there's somebody that always loves you. There's somebody that always needs you. There's somebody that always wants you to be here, no matter how bad you're feeling. Even if you feel like a burden or, or whatever the case may be, just talk to somebody because I, I promise you it'll it'll help it'll always help if you just talk to somebody anybody no matter who that is um if you need it just talk just talk um but i do want to say thank you to everybody that reached out and, and showed love for that and i just i had to share that because i think it's very 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 important that whenever we get like this to just talk um because that literally saved my life for the three times that i felt like that it saved my life. So, uh, yeah, I'm sorry to, sorry to bring that up because this is an anime podcast. We come to you every Tuesday at 9.30 a.m. CDT with a brand new episode of Mike Check Waifu Waifu. We are still going strong and it ain't going to never stop. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's get into it, Till. Let's do it. Let's start by talking. What's up? Nah, nah, let's not start by talking about anything other than this like we always do. What's your episode of the week, brother? Mm. Uh, yeah. Good question. I know it wasn't as much. It wasn't much. It wasn't as but much. You got some stuff that's episode of the week quality. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try not to mention, I'm going to try to only mention one thing because I want to mention two, but that's cheating. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go, yeah. So I'm going to go with um, Galaxy Next Door. Okay, I'm glad you picked that because I didn't want to pick that. Um, yeah. My episode of the week is Insomniacs After School. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much delivery. So much yeah. delivery. 
Yeah, it was a it was a wonderful episode of both those two shows. Um, obviously, for the spoiler talk this week, we're going to talk about a Galaxy Next Door that wrapped, and we're going to talk about Insomniacs after school why that didn't wrap. That's going to replace Demon Slayer since Demon Slayer is gone, and Hell's Paradise, of course, which was another fucking fire of an episode. So there's a lot for us to discuss this week outside of the review, and I can't wait to do a review. It's been so long <laughs> since our last minute. review, man. It's been a minute. What what was our last review? Oh man. Was it summertime rendering? It might have been, yeah. Yeah. Summertime rendering was our last review. And spoilers, I got a 10. So um not a spoiler if you listen, you know it's got a 10. It's just got a 10. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> and it, it didn't have a choice. Yep, it was our anime of the year 2022, too. So yeah, easily, easily one of the best shows I've ever seen. Um yeah, man, great episodes of the week. So there, before we get into the review of Demon Slayer, we like to have a little topic and dis- a discussion of uh, of the stuff that wrapped. Since this, the spring is literally wrapping this week, um, you know, by the time you're hearing this, most of the shows will be wrapped. This will be the final week of the spring season. Um, what are what are some standouts? Because we are going to go into full detail of everything spring wise and the start of summer next week, but this week we're going to do. Uh, just kind of general thoughts of of the shows that wrapped so far, standouts for spring that of shows that wrapped, or not standouts, stuff that you hated. Well, yeah. So I was gonna say I got two standouts: one that I, I didn't like, mm-hmm. and then one that was like amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta check this first though. All right, cool. only the shows that wrapped though. So yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, in terms of standouts, from what I'm looking at right now, that's already wrapped, and just one that I really want to talk about this week in general, which I hope this counts because I feel like it's it's not a returning season, right? Uh, Kubo won't let me be invisible. Oh yeah, I mean, I guess it can count because it ended up wrapping this season, even though it was from two seasons ago or last season. Yeah, technically it wasn't spring. So I mean, I, I don't want to. I, I do. I do want to talk about that one because that episode that we got yeah. was episode week worthy. It, it was, was an amazing wonderful. episode. Um, sure. That's been an amazing season. I was not expecting Kuba won't let me be invisible. Um, it, it it was phenomenal. Yeah, unbelievably uh, so, good. So I I gotta I gotta give that props where it's due. Um, but hear me out, and I'm not saying. That is necessarily bad because I know we're, we can expect more from this. Uh, it's just more of like Ancient Magus Bride season two. Not a bad season by any any sense of the word, but it was just okay. You know what I mean? And to be and fair, it, though, it's only the first core of this season. So yes. So I, I and the way that this 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 most this part of the season wrapped up. You can you it feels like you you obviously can expect more right mm-hmm. uh but it was a, a lot of it felt like i was just following harry potter through school yeah i mean to be honest i loved it more than i think you did um yeah because of the simple fact is i don't know maybe it's just maybe it's just because i feel i'm more strictly like slice of life than anything else nowadays mm-hmm. but i just i love that I, I love the 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 aspect of the mystery between it i i didn't get to finish it yet but that's that's going to be finished this week, obviously. But I, it was, I had, it's very easy to finish. It's not like I said; it's not bad by any any 
you know, way, shape or form. Right. It was just, okay. <laughs> you know what so, I mean? Uh, something that was pretty hard to finish was your sleeper. Um, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. The, your sleeper summoned to another world for a second time. That was dog water. It was rough. It was rough. It was rough. Um, it, it, it started decently and then it got very middling in the, in the middle and then got bad towards the end. Like it was just, it was a segment of the first three was fine. Next three was, uh, final three was, uh, you know, or final four or five or whatever it was. It was bad. It was just bad. Um, yeah. I, I tried to give it, I tried to give it love, but I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't make up for the, the awfulness, the mediocre, mediocrity that that show was. Um, in its entirety. In its entirety. <laughs> so, so that's when I was a standout that was bad. A standout that was really, 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 really good. Highly underrated show. I'm talking almost quintessential quintuplets kind of quality of a show. And that's mm. the, the Cafe Terrace and its goddesses, man. This show is funny. It's heartwarming. It's it's super, super entertaining in a way that I wish, I, I think it would have got more love if it didn't have that etchy tag. Because as... The etchy is very minuscule in the show. It, it's just about the relationship between this um, this grandson of, of the former cafe owner and these girls who live with his grandmother for the time being. And the small stories that you will get are sad. They're heartwarming. They're beautiful. The girls' personalities are extremely different to where they don't uh, collide too much. It's, it's, it's a very pleasant show. This was definitely one of my favorite shows this season because it was just that good for me. Um, luckily, season two is already announced, so there's more to come of it. I'm super excited to see that because I did not think it would get a season two because of the simple fact is not many people are watching it. Not many people are talking about it. It does have a 69 on um, on Annie list, which is, I mean, I think it should be higher than that. I think it should be about a good 75. It's that good. The 69 is still a, a solid watch. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. Like, a solid watch. Absolutely hate, uh, even if it's not great. Right. Right. And to put that in, into perspective, shows like shows that are getting more, more attention, talk, uh, discussion, like my home hero, which was a terrible show is, is a 67%. Oh my goodness. And it shouldn't even be that hot to be honest, but yeah, it's, it's just, man, I, I love the a Cafe Terrace and its goddess. It was a, a pleasant surprise. Every time I turned it on, it was something I wasn't expecting and, and something quite enjoyable. Um, I, I don't want to say what happened at the end of the last episode, but what they did was so quintessential quintuplets that it was like, you motherfuckers. You know what mm. I mean? Like, you motherfuckers. Uh, that actually sounds really good. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was that deep. Um fucking crazy <sighs> kind of blew my mind but that was a, that was a pleasant surprise there um and then another one for me was the second season of tony kawa i love this show it's it's a fucking palate cleanser it was a it was a simul dub so i was able to watch it dubbed and put it on and relax a nice silly rom-com with a great cast of characters uh i do believe that this is these are uh another one of my favorite couples I think, even though I think, you know, the Galaxy Next Door is my new favorite couple, <laughs> but I do, I did enjoy it. I, I enjoy every bit of it. Um, any other shows that rap that you enjoyed? 
well, there's one that I want to I want to touch on briefly, um, but I want to talk about it next week in more detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vinland Saga season two. Mm. Well, that's from two seasons ago, so we can talk about that now. I mean, okay, <laughs> all right. So, what you feel? Uh, I don't hate Thorfinn. But I hate Thorfinn, if that makes sense. No. So it's like, I, I love that he's made this character change and he's so devout about it, right? Like, mm-hmm. I love that. It's like uh, his, his earnestness to, to stick by his guns, I rock with. Mm-hmm. I hate the whole process we had to do to get here. Yeah, okay. All right. Now, now I'm with you because at first I wasn't. But yeah. now I'm a hundred percent with you because I feel the same exact way. The process fucking sucked. It sucked for about ninety five percent of it. Yeah, and and it it makes sense in a sense because he he had to go through these trials and tribulations to get here. But really, I feel like if we're being entirely real, we missed years of these trials and tribulations because technically he was a slave before, for several, but for several years yeah. before you know, before Einar even got there. Um, so it's like there's a lot that we missed in that time and I feel like some of this could have been like superseded if they had done the pacing for that specific beginning part better yeah because I feel like once we got that that high point of him dealing with his demons in a sense right yeah um, dealing with how he views the people he's killed mm-hmm. um, once we got past that point it it literally felt like a straight downhill spiral for me I agree like it went from okay to great to just straight down. And then these last few episodes, let's say the last four or three episodes or so really, really picked it up. Yeah. I mean, it went downhill until the canoe episodes and then that brought it back up and then it went back down again. And then it brought it back up with that. I I bet to other people, we just sound so crazy. I don't know how we sound to other people because our (laughs) consensus is so different than everybody else's that I'm, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. I listen. I am so grateful <laughs> that y'all listen to us. Okay, I am so grateful that y'all listen to us because a lot of the stuff we say, it, we we are so on the contrast of everybody else that it seems like people would just be ready to turn our shit off. Yeah, but it, they don't. it makes sense to us. Though, you know what I mean? Everything we say it makes sense, but I, and I, you know what I think it is? I think it's our our reasoning. We always give. A, a valid explanation as to why we don't either like something or why we do like something. Yeah. And that's what I think. That's why I think people rock with us so much, which again, we truly appreciate it. The listens are crazy uh, as always. I don't know if it's just because we're consistent <laughs> or you'll actually mm-hmm. rock with us, but we think we are thankful that y'all, y'all do rock with us. We truly, truly appreciate it. Cause man, I, I'll be thinking to myself, I'm like, damn, it's crazy because we say everything that, I just be looking on our Twitter feed. People, the Finland Saga was so perfect. 10 out of 10 season. Oh, wasn't it? Get it out of here. <laughs> Heavenly Delusion is just amazing. It's a- that shit is not good. Um, yeah. that's a, a And even that, especially after that previous episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. That was, that was a, a hard pass. Hard. Not even a hard it it was an easy pass. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was I, had, I had to hit, I hit it hit with a hard door to get out of my face. Uh, <laughs> sorry, we said we wouldn't go talk about this show ever again, but here we are. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but I digress, man. I, I thought again. I thought the last three episodes of Villain Saga was probably uh, a 
a culmination of what it should have been the entire season. And it yeah. made me, it, it made me, it reminded me of the reason why I absolutely loved Vinland Saga with those three episodes. And it's because of the development actually progressing and getting somewhere. You know what I mean? Like the, the problem is we wouldn't fucking get nowhere before. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think even like, and, and it could have just been like, let's call it like a, a season one syndrome, right? Mm. Where they weren't trying to explain a lot. They really just was doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And we, we found out through the progress, yeah. you know? And we, we've said that before, that that's something that we love when our character finds something out, we find it out. But our characters knew stuff. We were just progressing with the characters. And it, and it had, to, to me, what felt like a much better storytelling mm. that I wish that this season two could rival. But right. when this season two got in his bag on the storytelling, it was really like, it really felt like it was in his bag because even when we got to that. This is a spoiler. Tell spoiled stuff. So I cut it out. It's like, it's very Thorfinn without being the Thorfinn that we got in the first season. You know what I mean? Sure. It yeah. felt like we got that energy from Thorfinn again. Sorry, to like, slight spoilers, by the way. I should have. Yeah, I apologize. I'm, I'm not, I wasn't trying to tell what Thorfinn was talking about, but you know what I mean, though. Right, right. That, that conversation in itself felt like we got Thorfinn back in a sense, you know? Yeah, and that's what that's what it was. That's truly what it was. Um, Yeah, it, it was, it got better at the end. Moral of that story. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next week, though, we are going to touch on the spring season in depth and then go into uh, in-depth discussions on episode ones of the stuff we got for the summer. So please be excited for that. But right now, we're here to talk about the TOTS, which is the topic of the show. The Demon Slayer review, man. The official Mike Check Wife Wife review of Demon Slayer. To put it in perspective, um, we, we kind of got known for our reviews because we use an in-depth review scale that go a little bit something like this. Each one of us, as individual hosts, we rate the show in five different categories. The five different categories that we rate individually is pacing, plot, animation, sound design, and characters. We rate those five categories on a 20-point 20 20 scale, which a 20-point scale, for those of you that don't know, is, is 1, 1.5, 2, 2.5, 3, 3.5, etc., then we take the averages of those five categories and break down those averages per individual uh, host. And then we put those overall scores together and an overall score to give you the official Mike Check Waifu Waifu scale uh, review in full in its entirety. So when, um, when you understand it when we start the review, but we like to talk about you know those five categories in depth. We like to talk about uh, our thoughts on them and before we get into that but yeah let's let's get this thing started till first and foremost let's give overall thoughts and then obviously this is going to be full of spoilers but general thoughts of demon slayer season three to swordsmith village arc uh i think as an overall arc uh i'm gonna say it was great there are there are obviously parts that I, I had issues with, but as a as its totality, it's great. I think I think it was a hundred percent worth that watch. Mm. Um, action was it? Uh, a lot of the the overall impact, especially the emotional impact. Cause I feel like in this season compared to the previous season, there's a lot more emotional impact, specifically closer to the end. But uh, there's there was a lot more emotion in this season, so I feel like this was also. Uh, that was another thing that really pulled 
I guess something out of this season that was just overall better. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's the same thing you said, plus the the overarching narrative, mm-hmm. the explanation of what's truly going on. Like when you put Demon Slayer in perspective, and I said this last week on the spoiler half of the show, but when you put Demon Slayer in perspective, it's very cool to see that demons are not demons from hell, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just like the, the sword abilities aren't really there. Like I know a lot of people have issues with that but I'm not one of them because I think the, the ability to, um, to visually represent realistic combat. And yes, it's, it's obviously, um, exaggerated because it's a fucking anime, but like to still be able to do that, I feel like it was, it's just fire. It's fire. It's so fire. And then to get the, get the backstory of, 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 of the main villain to see what he's really going after to understand his, his motivations to understand that these are just mutated humans with, with the unavailability of going into sunlight is just extremely, extremely that, that detail that we got within this season is, was fire to me, man. It was, it was so, so, so great as again, as simple as demon slayer plot is for you to have something like that still makes it good to watch, makes it entertaining. And the fact that they can entertain you with such a simple plot is is special. It's very, and very that's, special. That's the beauty of it, because I think you're kind of sitting at the same. What you said is exactly what I think we agreed on last week, is that the fact that it's so simple, but the detail is 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 very important in its simplicity yes. is what makes that a lot of that plot just like stellar. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, it's kind of sickening how uh how it's able to make something so simple good. It's almost like I wish Dragon Ball could do something like that. You know what I'm saying? And it's, I know it takes time to like, to, to, to build up something like this, but again, you don't, it don't have to be convoluted. It doesn't have to be mysterious. It doesn't have to be, um, extremely deep as far as depth goes. Like it doesn't have to be that to be good. And it's right. not, but it's good. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's just, I, I don't know, man. Demon Slayer haters gonna hate, but what's that line? Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> exactly. So, with that being said, let's get into this review. Uh, let's see. The first thing we're gonna start off with that's on the top of this list is animation. Animation is the direction, the scenery, the art style, the overall visual fidelity of the entire series. Um, I guess I could start off with this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's foldable. It's Demon Slayer. It's unbelievably beautiful. Even the CG that was uh, that was more prominent than previous seasons were some of the most beautiful CG I've ever seen implemented in my entire life. Easily, and, Demon Slayer haters gonna hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it just it was unbelievable. I don't think there was a time where I was disappointed with the animation. Obviously, right? Obviously. So for me, animation is a ten. Uh, objectively, I don't have to really explain nothing more. The only time I've seen animation that was on par was when Ufotable was animating uh, Fate. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm a rock with polo on this one. It's obviously a 10. All right. Next on the list, this might be a quick review. Um, next on the list is sound, sound design. So that's the soundtrack. That's the overall sound effects. That's how the sound impacted each scene that it was in, implemented in. Um, and it's your turn to start. Uh, sonically, this is obviously 
All right, just hear me out, y'all, because <laughs> this is Demon Slayer. Sonically, this is a, an amazing anime. Uh, it, you can feel the care that they put into the sound, and I always talk about this, but it's something I love. When things go quiet, and it's meant to be quiet, that is literally my favorite thing when it comes to thinking about where to play sound. Mm-hmm. The, the utter silence even in the moment when Nezuko goes out and she clenches her fist and the only thing you hear is her actually clenching her fist, nothing else was making a sound at that point. To me, it was that's impactful. That's impactfulness. And the dedication they have to that sound design is amazing. So the sound design for me is a 10. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, beautiful, beautiful music. The music is something that I think is probably more important to me than sound effects in general. But the music is special, and then the breathing techniques always were were beautifully done as well. I am a very, very, very sonically uh, like I I'm infatuated with good sound. And there was times, and I don't know. There was a few times where I don't know if it was Crunchyroll's uh, buffering where the sound just didn't sound that great for me unfortunately mm-hmm. and it's because i have i have the whole kit and caboodle when it comes to sounds and stuff like that expensive headphones expensive soundboards all that shit like i'm very 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 thick on sound so there was a lot of times where i this season in particular where i wasn't too happy with what i was hearing but it wasn't bad in any sense of the word like it wasn't a four or five or, or anything like that it was just not as good as the usual demon slayer sound quality mm-hmm. for me personally so for me, this gets to 8.5. Now, it's not a bad score, but I just don't think it, it had what the the Mugen train had or mm. like it was just it or and maybe it was because Zanetsu wasn't in it, but it didn't have his fucking his thunder breathing technique. Like the mist breathing technique was just kind of it wasn't it wasn't much there. And, and like just, yeah, it was just it wasn't much. As far as uh, sound design wise, that blew me out of the water, but it also was not bad. And again, mostly because I don't know if it was something wrong. With, it probably was something wrong with Crunchyroll. But I will say this, because what I also factor in sound design is um, the just the overall levels to, to the shit, like where where sound layer upon uh, layers on each other. You know what I'm saying? So. It was good. It was good. So the the layers of the sounds is what got it up to an eight point five, but with much else outside of the music that was also spectacular. But that's always the case. All right, moving on. The next thing is uh pacing. So pacing is obviously as it sounds episode to episode and how strong the story development was, um, and how it progressed the overarching sh- story. Episode to episode and how strong the story development was for me. Pacing. You start this one. Yep. Um, this one was a bit of a struggle at times. It was, again, two episodes that were like, okay, you had the beginning. The beginning was Demon Slayer slow. It was, hey, here's what's going on. You know, here's what happened. Here's how we were recovering. Here's what our next move is. First three episodes, I'm all, I'm okay with that. Episode four comes, we get into the shit and five, six, Five, six, and I think seven, we were like, we were in this shit. We were just in it. And I thought that was the most, and I think I said it during the review, that was the most perfect pacing that this show has had since its inception. And then an episode came that just <laughs> kind of fucking literally stopped me in the tracks. 
put my feet in molasses. Shut me the fuck up. <laughs> because I was disappointed. I was disappointed. And it's not that the story was bad. I mean, the story was very cliche with what with the Miss Hashira, what he uh, got. It was what everybody's problem is. It was demons killing their family and them getting the motivation to fight back. It was just that. But it was that in the sloggiest, slowest, most terrible placed uh, episode pace ever, there ever was. It reminded me of season four of uh, My Hero, where it was like you put these cutscenes in the middle of something that was just unbearably like that you just couldn't miss it. And when you get that, when you get that excitement about something, and then you just snatch it away from us like that, it does not feel good. That never felt good for me. So, and that happened twice. That happened twice. Um, the second time wasn't as bad, but it was rough enough in the eleventh because this is only eleven episode series that I felt it, and it it took me out of the show big time. So for the pacing, I'm gonna go with a seven point mm. five. I feel like you're trying, trying to be like me now. <laughs> Wait, what? What? Uh, so everything you said, I agree with, right? Um, because if those two episodes had been done properly, in a sense, right? Like if they had placed those things properly, mm-hmm. I, I I feel like I still wouldn't have given this like a ten in terms of pacing, but it would have been like closer to like a nine, like an eight point five nine. Right? I agree. I agree. And then the issue you have is that you do have those two moments where it just feels sluggish. Like that that one episode when we got the Miss Hashira's backstory, that felt like a 40-minute a, a episode. Man. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I felt like I was still watching way longer than I needed to be watching for. And that hour-long episode felt like a 20-minute episode. You know Facts. what I mean? So I don't understand how, how something so... <laughs> boring in a sense got turned up like that uh because they didn't need to make that that long they could have they could have cut that almost all of that out yeah <laughs> it was it was literally and it was the placing of that like why yeah. there and it was shorter than the love hashira stuff right like they hit the love hashira stuff kind of on the head and then kept it moving but the miss hashira it felt like his stuff was like beginning of his episode they gave us a break from that then it was like middle of his episode slight break from that straight to the end of the episode it was like it, it took up majority of his episode and it was like yo we could have Killed this demon by now, but yeah. um, yeah, I'm giving it a seven and a half. That's it. Just is what it is at this point, and that that was not pacing is not their strongest suit. But once it gets going, it's in there. It's going. I agree. It, they just they just dropped the ball on two episodes, which out of eleven is too many. It's, it's, it's too many, man. Especially again, it's all and it and it's not that those episodes were bad. They were not bad episodes. It was just the placement of those episodes just did not work. It did not work at all. Um, next up in the in the uh, scale, shout out to I, that, this anime rating little sheet that we got is phenomenal. I'm a maybe one day I'll give y'all a little background look into it, but it's fucking great. It's so good. I digress. Uh, the next one is plot. So plot is obviously as it sounds. It's overall thoughts on the storytelling, the writing, and uh, how impactful that was to you while watching this season. Uh, your turn to start. So I'm gonna just say this to preface this. I'm not sure Polo gonna agree with me on this one, uh, and I'm just gonna say my my rating for the plot is relatively high, uh, and I'm saying it's high uh, because that last kind of thing that we talked about, where it came into Nezuko spoiler 
uh, being able to walk in the sun where she conquers the sun and Muzan seeing his goal that we didn't really know was his end goal. And now just the idea of how things are going to go into fruition now that upped the plot for me because realistically beforehand, yeah, there was a, the plot was we're going to the swordsmith village train, get better sword, get a new sword. Demon shows up, kill demon, right? That in itself made the plot plot jump up for me because beforehand I was going to say it's, it's, it's cookie cutter. You just going to go kill something, you train it or whatever. Uh, so the plot goes to an eight for me out of 10 because that Muzan thing realistically that if that had been <laughs> almost feel like if it, it's going to guarantee that the plot for the next season is higher almost because it, that's just such a dope execution of it so yeah I'm giving it an 8 out of 10 yeah uh, everything that I said earlier at the beginning of this is 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 it reigned true here this was probably the better plots of the entire season outside of season 1 when it came to the development because I think the character development in season one was probably the best it's been. And then the plot of this one was better because even though it was a small, small snippet of a long episode, the musing, the musing thing, getting that background and his motivations under understandable. He's a fucking psychopath. He's a mutated human. He's, he's looking for this particular, uh, I, I guess you can call it cure for uh, an issue that he has. To them, basically, I mean, do basic shit, but it's, it's it was told so well this particular season that I can't even even talking about uh, the Nezuko thing where she uh, conquers the sun. The way they explained that with the lady t- talking about, hey, I've been examining her blood mixed with other demons blood and, and finding ways to reverse the effects of Musen's uh, ability to turn demons. And then watching Nezuko, I don't know what's special about her, but she's able to fucking manipulate. Her blood is constantly evolving, it's c- constantly changing. And that's so and that was so important to this entire thing. That I'm like, oh, shit, that's so fucking cool. It ties in season one stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. From every yep. season, there's something tying into it. It's kind of dope. Yeah. I'm a, can I give it an 8.5? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's change that to an 8.5. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, that's exactly where I was with Mons. 8.5. Again, while it's simple and the, the reason, if it was, while, while it's simple, it's still effective. It's still effective and it's very, 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 very good. Very, very, very good. Um, and then moving on to the final category of this Demon Slayer Swordsmith Village arc review. That's characters. Mm-hmm. Characters uh, are the characters are how much you like, grew attached to sides, main characters, villains, um, etc. How do you feel about the overall characters and character development of this season in particular? You, you got to go first on this one, bro. Oh, yes, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> for me to be honest uh, love Hashira getting her little story and just getting her in general I wish it was flipped I wish we got the more of her and the less of the mist because the mist I'm gonna be honest with you was not as interesting it was mm-hmm. not as interesting he was actually relatively boring as far as like Hashira and, and people go in general in this show um, he wasn't like the uh, our guy. Uh, what's his name? With the uh, three wives, he wasn't oh. as entertaining and, and as fun as him. Or yeah, 
or anything like that. So it, it, I, she just wasn't that great for me. So that aside, uh, the Nezuko development was special. The love Hashira, the little bit of time we got with her, I wish we got more of, was special. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give this one. Um, ooh, and then I, I guess the little bit of growth we did get with Tanjiro because every, every time he fights it, we just see how much he's grown from the past and how much better he got with analyzing and determining ways to, to, to approach different situations. Like this time, yeah, he fought more uppers, but he wasn't, he, you, he, you didn't feel like he was as afraid as he was when he fought uppers before. He he took his his, his, his past- uh, Experience. Past experience and, and utilized it to, to help him conquer even worse foes this time. And I absolutely love that. So for me, the characters get an eight. The music yeah. too, the music development was also dope. So so I gave it an eight as well, just to start off with that. But the the reason I, I gave it an eight was because there was no one in this season I particularly hated. Mm. You know what I, mean? mm-hmm. I even thought like the art demon for a demon was cool in a sense. You know what I mean? And it could just be my artistic uh interest and whatnot. But it, it was nice to even have these demons being so counter to each other the characters were even counter to each other so they all gave us different elements like i agree with polo the mist Hashira was not the most interesting one but he stayed true to his character the entire time all the way through his development even so even when it got to the point to where he he became a not let's say let's not say different person but he became he came out of that shell of himself that he was mm-hmm. that was a better character version of that character even right mm-hmm. like he a better character in that sense um, everybody kind of had some kind of growth in here and then we even got the introduction like getting to really see what Genya is doing and that ah, kind of stuff yeah I did so like the was, Genya was, stuff there was a lot of stuff that I really liked um, the uh, the swordsmith who has been doing Tandro's sword asking Tandro if he broke the the, the sword after using it even yeah um, it, it was it were, it were, there were no characters I particularly hated in this in this season so they were cool or whatever, nothing, but there was just no character that really, really blew me away outside of the, the obvious, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I would have liked to have been actually blown away outside of the obvious, because I love Hashira was cool, she didn't blow me away. Miss Hashira was okay, he ain't blow me away. Uh, Demons was cool, they ain't blow me away, but like Muzan, Tanjiro, and Nezuko blew me away, but that's what they supposed to do, so. And that's, why, and that's why it brings it down to an eight, because this could have been much higher, for sure. I think yeah, on, like, both, on both of our we had other characters that was blowing us away. You know, yes. even the, the demon in last season really blew us away in, mm-hmm. in a sense. I mean, that was a better demon even. So yeah. this this season, it just no character specifically outside of our main ideas would blow us away. That's a fact. That's a fact. And with that, that wraps the Demon Slayer review. Let me go give you a rundown of what we got going on here. So now what we do is we take it are each individual scores and we average them out. So, for example, uh, Tail gave animation a 10. Polo gave animation a 10. Sound design, Tail gave it a 10. Polo gave it an 8.5. Pacing, Polo gave it a 7.5. Tail gave it a 7.5. Plot, Polo gave it an 8.5. Tail gave it an 8.5. Characters, Tail gave it an 8. Polo gave it an 8. So, Polo's overall score for Demon Slayer is 8.5. Tails overall score for Demon Slayer is an 8.8, which brings the total Mike Check Waifu Waifu 
official review of Swordsmith Village points uh, is an 8.65. That's crazy. That's wild. That's why this might be our. What's crazy is this just this is just above the um the second season. Hmm. Nice, isn't that something? It is. It is something. Yeah, here it is. Demon Slayer. I'm adding it to our list. Uh, Sword Smith Village. All right. All right. To give you a rundown of Demon Slayer in itself, Demon Slayer season one got an 8.8. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Demon Slayer. uh, Wait, where's the. Because then we rate the movie different. Uh, Actually, did we even rate the movie? Or did we consider it in, in this arc in its entirety? You know what? Maybe that, that is what we did because the, it is in part of that arc technically. Yep. Yep. Okay. So that, uh, that uh, Mugen train arc and movie, we gave a 8.5. And then this one, we gave an 8.65. And what we said we were going to do is when the, all of these seasons are done, we are going to give an overall uh, score of the Demon Slayer in its entirety by averaging these scores that we have now together to give us what we what we think is going to be. Um, wow, interesting fact that it's above the uh, Mugen Train arc. What you think? You think that's proper? I think the 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 only thing, only reason it's down is because of uh, or is there's because I, I gave the sound design a ten. I think we we probably just no. I I'm normally- tripping. I'm tripping. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. What's that? That's not the Mugen Train art. That's the uh, Entertainment District art. Yeah. I'm tripping. Okay, sorry. Entertainment District art. We we rated it above the Entertainment District, which is surprising. Yeah, I do think I do think that's surprising. Like I said, I think the only reason is because I gave the sound design a ten. I'm not. I get. We got to go back and see what we what we rated differently there. But I get the sound design a ten. I know. I just hear it on my surround sound system, which I know hearing it through headphones is definitely gonna always be different. So, yeah. but yeah. I gave it a 10 for the sound design, but I'm pretty sure I gave the sound design in that season a 10 too. <laughs> so <laughs> where's the Mugen train? Cause we definitely reviewed it. Mm. That's, that's confusing. Maybe we'll have to uh, go back and find the episode. And just add it on here. Yeah, that's probably possibly what we got to do. Yeah, man. I, to be honest, above entertainment district arc, I don't think so. I think the impact of the entertainment. Well, you know what it is. I think it was the plot because the plot of the this one is much more uh, advancing, impactful. impactful. Yeah. So maybe this is right. This is absolutely right. This is absolutely right. I'm bugging. I'm definitely bugging. Okay. You know what? I'm I'm happy with that. I'm definitely happy with that. All right. So let's run down the list of reviews that we've done in the past to. Uh, to give you guys what it's looking like okay so i'm gonna start from the top down our number one highest reviewed shows are summertime rendering which got a 10 astro lost in space which have a 10 clanad which is a 9.8 the my teen romantic comedy series has a 9.5 no 9.45 sorry 
Fire Force has a 9.3 at number five. Grimgar of Fantasy and Ash at number six has a 9.3. The Promised Neverland season one. We took away the score because we were going to uh, actually take that out. Uh, what yeah. was the score for, for Promised Neverland though? I don't remember. Anyway, uh, Villain Saga 9.25 at season one, uh, eight. 9.25. See, you just proves that we used to love Villain Saga. So those who you that think we hate Villain Saga for no reason, that's not true. <laughs> at number nine, we rated Arcane a 9.2. At number 10, Demon Slayer at a nine point at an 8.8. At a number 11, Beast Stars with an 8.85. Let's go. No. Uh number 12, Erased at an 8.75. Number 13, Steins Gate at an 8.65. Number 14, Vox Machina. Season 1, 8.6. Number 15, Demon Slayer, Swordsmith Village Arc, 8.65. Number 16, Entertainment District for Demon Slayer, 8.5. Number 17, Made in Abyss, 8.5. Number 18, Darwin's Game. Oh, Made in Abyss was a uh, our guest review, by the way. It was our guest review um, with Blanime Podcast. So that's an 8.5. Um, Darwin's Game, 8.5. Link, click. 8.45 at number 19. Invincible, 8.45. Number 21, Bongo Straight Dogs, 8.4. Number 22, Shivery of a Fell Knight, 7.95. Number 23, Gangsta, 7.95. Number 24, My Hero Season 4, 7.9. 25, Tokyo Revenger, 7.85. 26, Dr. Stone, 7.8. 27, Love Flops, 7.4. 5. Number 28, Banana Fish, 7.3. God, that show was awful. Number 29, 91 Days, 6.4. That show was awful. Um, there's two that we're missing here. There's the Mugen Train Review, and there's JJK Season 1. Yeah, the, Mu- the Mugen Train Review was episode 97. Mm. So we got to go back in there and look at that. Because yeah. that, was, that was episode 97. And then... And then- our- JJK was our uh, Knox episode. We never put our review in here. I know there's some some stuff missing. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, and then we do the the what episode 129 is another like review from you can train, but that's like probably the the full season. The entertainment. The, yeah. Was Entertainment District ha- did that have that train in it? Is that what? Yeah, because they just played the tr- the, the yeah, Mugen train. Oh, was the Mugen train? Maybe that's why then. Yeah, I see. Okay, okay. All right. Well, no, we don't need to. But yeah, we have to. We have to get our JJK one in here too, because that was a review that we did with Knox. So we got to get that put in here ASAP. Um. But yeah, that'll be that for the uh, Demon Slayer review. Now we are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to spoil Hell's Paradise. A galaxy next door and insomniacs after school so we'll be right back after these
And welcome back to episode 208 of Mike Check Waifu Waifu. So we did a little bit of research and we found out that JJK, our episode uh, with Knox, our review of JJK season one, we actually gave it a 9.8. So that puts it right below Clannad at number four. Interestingly enough. Good spot for it to be at. Great spot for it to be at because that season was spectacular. Absolutely spectacular. Um, yeah, so we uh, next review is probably going to be, uh, I don't know, probably something sooner than our near one with Rob J, I would say. We'll, we'll figure that out when we get there because, you know. Who knows when, when, when near is going to be back all the way. Well, we do know. Did you not oh. know? I, I I mean I know we talked about it, but I'm I'm being uh I'm not gonna say asshole. I'm being well. Let me let me extra facetious facetious. Well, facetious. let me just make sure that they know too. Uh, <coughs> the last four episodes that's left of Near Automata are all coming back at the same time in 27 days. So in 27 days, we gonna have all of Near done. Um. So I'm excited about that because that's when we'll review it with Rob J from Inside the Mind of a Blurred and Shogo High. So it's going to be fun. We talk about Rob J all the time. Now he's finally going to be on the show, which is going to be cool. It's going to be real cool. Uh, we don't have a summer layout for three people, do we? We're going to have to use the spring one we did with uh, Knox, but I digress. All right. Now, with that being said, let's go into the spoilers of Hell's Paradise, bro. Uh, uh, this is going to be episode twelve of Hell's Paradise. Hell's Paradise, by the way. So the the thing that I love about Hell's Paradise right now, right? And I know I've talked to people who haven't necessarily agreed with me, uh, but I love how they explain differences, similarities, and just anything in this show. The explanations feel like on-the-job training that you actually want. Yes. If, if that makes sense at all. It's on-the-job training, like when you're actually doing the job and they say, all right, we're going to do this right now. I need you to learn how to do this right now. The way they explain it makes you feel like, I understand. <clears throat> uh, but this episode, it, it did a lot. Um, and it kind of uh, hit, hit on the point that I figured we would hit on. But in a way more dr- drastic way, because mm. it didn't go like all uh, cookie cutter and good, obviously, right? Right. Because um, I assumed that our girl was gonna be able to use Tao. Yeah, of course. It made sense, right? Mm-hmm. And the ninja girl, it makes sense because she's similar to Gabi Maru in a way as well, right? Yeah. That they would have some kind of control over the Tao. Uh, the issue is, is that these Tenzin are actually demons. <laughs> They, they they really are they really they really are built different um yeah in a, in a literal and meta metaphorical way yeah um, so so what, what did you feel about this episode just you know real quick as an overall I, I mean to be honest i'm i'm not gonna hold you this this show is is the opposite of demon slayer in the, the best way possible it's not it's not shallow it's not um basic it's basically Okay, an in-depth version. Again, this is not, I'm not drawing an exact comparison. This is by far hype. I'm being extremely hyperbolic when I say this, but this is the more depth 
version of Demon Slayer. Again, yeah. I know they're completely different. I know that I'm not. So don't take that as me comparing them and saying that they're so, so similar. They're not. They're not similar at all. But I'm just saying this has the depth that uh, Demon Slayer doesn't. And it's a it's, it's two spectrums of two different things doing two different things extremely well. Something with depth, a deep story and deep lore and a deep power system being just extremely well done. And then you got Demon Slayer, which is simple, easy to understand plot, which is extremely well done. Those versatile, the fact that I have these versatile shonen in my life makes me extremely happy. <laughs> this episode was unbelievable to me. I absolutely loved it. I love seeing um, the the raccoon dog fight. You know what I'm saying, and and seeing him <laughs> and seeing him move. Yeah, I mean he 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 can fight. This just goes to show that those executioners they're there for a reason. They're good folks, man. They're not good folks as in good people, which they are. But they're just like very strong. And the reason why they were chosen was because they're strong. And even and, the raccoon dog himself, he was strong. And and don't you love how they do the backstory in such a short, timely, but like precise and concise manner? You know, very what I mean? concise. Yes. We got, we got all the detail we needed in his backstory in a minute and a half, bro. Yeah. But the only problem with it, though, is it makes it predictable. Mm-hmm, that's, exactly that's a death flag if it like moment <laughs> the moment they brought it up and the way they brought it up it's a death flag and, so and but hear me out though what you just said isn't inherently bad because it sucks that now we know that when we see these kind of things that we know the characters are gonna die in a sense probably. right yes yeah but, but we also know that the situation they, they're in is dire we should continue to expect that more people we even that will even begin to care about will die yeah. um, in a sense. Uh, so I, I think it's. It, it would suck if it felt like it was for shock value, which it isn't right. um, because it is definitely going to be for the progression of the story in a sense. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? 100%. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, I agree with you, though. It is very predictable. <laughs> like, as soon as you see it, you're like, oh, I was like, yeah, he's about to die. Yeah, he's going to die. Yeah, 100%. And obviously, we knew that from the fight that Gabimaru had with the uh, the tents and that they weren't dead. They were going to do that evolution. When he get back to his folk, though, his folk going to be upset. Oh, you were talking shit about old, old orange hair guy over here getting getting needing more towel, more more juice or whatever the fuck. Now nah, you need more juice. Yeah, um, and and the difference is is that he got jumped, <laughs> you know, and, and Guy Maru was shooting the fair ones. Now hear me out. Though. Hear me out though. What's going to be beautiful, and this mm-hmm. is what what makes me hype about this, right? Is when the groups come back together, mm. because they all have different understandings, but the same understanding. Yeah. So when they put it together, and they're like, "This is how we do it." It's gonna be crazy. Uh, 100%. Like, these tents and ain't gonna, it's not gonna be, all right, we jump in this one individual tents and they might jump one, but after they take out one officially, that's gonna be the last one we take out easy. Yeah. I, Everything else is gonna look chaotic. You know what I like about it though? Mm-hmm. I like the fact that when, when we do come back, they're gonna all put their knowledge together and then the tents and is not gonna be this unbelievable, unstoppable, unfathomable force that they just can't, they feel like they can't win against. Because now, each one of them know that, well, besides our blind guy, who's going to find out from the rest of them, that they can't be killed, or that they can be killed. 
that they are just monsters. They're nothing more than monsters with highly, highly effective regenerative powers and, and speed and strength. So it's like, hey, now that we know this, now we can move. You know what I'm saying? Now we can move a little bit around this. And that, I think, is special. It's sad that we only have one more episode. Just for this season. Yeah, for this season. But it's Mapple. Yeah. Who knows when it's going to come back? Now, I mean, if it does extremely well, we got to we got to start advertising. We got to start promoting. <laughs> but but yeah. uh, hear me out. How do you feel about the Tencent or that Tencent that we saw saying that uh, the elixir of life is not there? I mean, it's not true, obviously. I agree. That's cap, right? Like it, yeah. it's it's got to be like a bold faced lie. Because yeah. y'all literally are proof that it's there. Yeah, exactly. But he did mention that it also doesn't help work on humans. Mm-hmm. They just turn into plants. So, I mean, that doesn't matter. As long as we bring back the elixir and the uh, emperor gets to try it, it don't matter if it fucking turns into a flower. Why do we give a fuck? We just need yeah. to pardon. You know what I'm saying? But we also know, uh, as a as a uh, factual understanding, mm-hmm. we do know that uh, Gabimaru Sensei, Sensei, his master, technically has been exposed to that elixir of life. And so, it's because he has the, the, the command of the Tao, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's the reason why humans turn into flowers because they can't control their their ability with the towel. Yeah, but once they can, you know, maybe that that will be the difference. Uh, but we also know that I, I'm and I'm gonna be real. I think, and I think it's gonna kind of suck. But I think that the the reality is gonna be that, and this is just speculation because I can be entirely wrong. That gotcha. the, the yeah, gut check that the only way that they'll be able to do the elixir of life is going to be exactly what they said before. You have to have a masculine and a feminine, and that's how the, the towel has to circulate. And I don't think anyone's going to be able to do it as an individual. They'll have to come together and got to be the yang and the yang thing. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree. But what is, again, that doesn't matter to Gabi Maru as long as he gets this fucking pot matter. with this rainbow juice in it, take it to that's the emperor. Get the pardon, we out. So right. that's that's. I mean, with him saying there's no elixir, like there's, he's right. Technically, it's not an elixir of life, but as long as it, you know, as long as they got as that jar, it, yeah. So as long as I can present it to the emperor and get away, <laughs> that's, that's all it. I care. About. That's all I care about. So gut check. Um, for me, they're all gonna convene. I don't know what they're gonna do with the other. Um, you know, the other guy who seems to have the best control of the Tao with his ability since he's been eating the fucking monsters there to Mm -hmm. basically regenerate now. Oh, he's going to be a problem. I don't, do you think, and this is a question for a gut check. Do you think he's going to become the antagonist to our band of heroes or is he going to join them as well? I do think he's going to be a problem eventually. Yeah. I think he's going to start off as like, he's with our group. And he's going to be someone that has to get taken out because he's probably gone a little too far. Uh, mm. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he's transforming. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't even, because he does already show like his, his parts that he regenerated. They have like the, the little markings on them that kind of look like vines and stuff now. So, yeah. But he has shown to not necessarily turn to the flower when using Tao and ingesting essentially these creatures that have Tao in them. Yeah. So maybe maybe that is also another method of gaining that elixir of life. Yeah. Is actually ingesting the what sucks is the flesh of these monsters. Absolutely. It's fucking sick. 
Gross. Um, all right, man. Moving on to a galaxy next door. Oh, the season finale. This this anime is beautiful. It's beautiful. Wonderful. And I think it's so beautiful in the most simplest of ways. Yes. It is it is just blatant love, bro. Blatant love. It, it's outright. You ain't even gotta think about it. You know it's gonna be some love in this anime. Mm-hmm. And and let's be real. We all need some love. Yes. Uh, and we appreciate the love that y'all be giving the mic check wife for food. But <laughs> we'll get some love to a galaxy next door because man, bro. Um the the it starts well I, I this is kind of where i like really kind of like i guess 100 percent was like ooh this is like in the zone here but with the kids yes, you know what i mean man. oh and and kids are, are near and dear to my heart obviously but the way that the kids looking at their older brother and not, it's not even necessarily just the kids the, the kids are looking at each older sibling in, in a ladder of short, sorts right uh, the oldest brother is constantly working, trying to make sure everybody has something good. The middle kid, the sister, she's looking at our at our at our oldest brother, and she's saying, "I want to be as easy. I want to take all of the load off of him that I can." Because so he does I'm, so much for us. Yeah, I'm going to play with our younger brother so that he doesn't feel alone. That someone can be watching him. And the reality is, is that yeah, she probably want to do stuff by herself and live a kid life like a regular kid does, and she feels that pressure and that's real you know what i mean some kids will feel that pressure in real life that like i gotta take on a more adult role because there's no one else to do it and i love how that was represented but i also love the fact that the way they talk about stuff in this show is always so adult (laughs) it's not like you you listening to high school students talk about these things these are adults talking to children about you don't even need to worry about that let the adult, let the adults figure out that I want you to live a life like you are a kid and enjoy yourself. Yeah, and I love this anime for that because it's just it's blatantly adult conversation in adult situations. This is this is why I love Slice of Life because Slice of Life this show could have been a live action show with no problem. Right. I mean, outside of the the stinger shit and blah 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 blah, but. Even with, if none of that was in, even though with that being in, it did still, it did impact the story a lot to where it felt so strong. But like, it could have been without it and still been extremely good. You know what I'm saying? It could have been just, it was perfection, man, for me. If, if, I had to say that this is probably um, better than more than a married couple for me. And it's only because of the simple fact is it didn't have any drama and it didn't need it. While it did have some moments that were scary, I guess, technically, it wasn't, it didn't have, because I used to always think Slice of Life had to be dirt, dirty. You know what I'm saying? By dirty, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, domestic girlfriend or uh, scum's wish or love lies. I think I thought it had to have this drama piece that is just mean and aggressive and strong but it doesn't it doesn't and angel next door proved that um to me honestly it could be a pleasant show without needing the drama to be and still be great and this is one of them and this is probably my favorite show of this entire season Mm -hmm. um because it was just so easy to digest easily yeah i I, so so easy to just sit down and watch and 
you don't have to miss anything. You just sit down and look at the screen and you just like take it all in. Yeah. But uh, I agree. And it's not that I necessarily thought because I'm not a person who need any drama in my life. <laughs> I don't care about drama in the slightest. Yeah. <clears throat> but seeing this slice of life and the minuscule amount of drama, because I'm going to be real with you. I don't care about what nobody, mama and daddy think. That's my wife or that's my woman. Yep. I want your respect, but if you tell me I can't have it, I ain't gonna ask for it. <laughs> ain't no drama. <laughs> That's just what it is. And the beauty of it is that they almost even went that route where it was like, I know y'all don't want us to be together. Yep. But we're gonna pursue our love. And that's why, like, I agree with you when you said there's no drama in this show because there it really doesn't feel like there's any drama in this show. It's nope. just it's just cultivation of love and adult situations and how we get through these adult situations in the simplest manner, which is just talking and addressing the situation. And I, just, and people I just, need to watch it. A hundred percent people need to watch it. And I think that the way that, um, the way that the main character, uh, Ichiro, I think his name was mm-hmm. the way that Ichiro was depicted was fucking perfect, man. He had to grow up so early just to take care of his, his smaller brother and sister. And I think he's uh, one of my favorite MCs, man, in the slice of life realm, to be honest, because he's just, he's just that likable. I can see that. He's totally just that likable. And it's, it's just incredible. This is just an incredible show. Um, Obviously there's going to be more. Hopefully there's going to be a season two announced. I'm looking on to see if there's any forms about it. Not yet. 69%. Despicable. Despicable. Absolutely despicable because this is an easy 85, 90 show. Um, I wonder how it's only six volumes, so it's not a lot of manga associated with it. And it uh it started April of 2020 and ended on May of 2023. So if I had to guess, this season, first season, probably covered the first three volumes, and the next season, I'll probably go cover the last three, which is a total of thirty-six chapters. So I can see us getting more of this, and I'm okay with that. Hell yeah, I'm okay with it too. <laughs> <laughs> I want more. Give me more, more calmness in my life. Straight up, straight up. Um. All right, what do you what do you want to see from next season if we get it? I want to see so I know we got a decent amount with the kids, but I want to see I guess like more interaction with those kids, you know, them officially together. I only I and I would like to see the actual saying like yes, we're officially together, but I would even be okay with like a slight time skip. They've been together for a couple months, but they're still working through stuff. Interesting. And, now they're they're learning how to love each other on a uh, on a level that's just like how do we live together like this? You know what I mean? Because they've been living together as love interests, but not actually as lovers in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. So I would like to see them in that situation, actually being lovers, presenting themselves around others as lovers, and then I do want to see uh, I want to see them go to the island and yeah. and address that as well. Yeah, what's interesting is that <laughs> just talking about this is kind of kind of very very interesting because at the end of the episode it kind of looked like she proposed right there. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and everybody starts saying congratulations and, and kind of like that engagement was official, but it just seems like everybody now understands that they're together and then they want to see them succeed. So I'm thinking I'm with you. I'm thinking I want to see this progress further in the way of like, let's, you know, kiss, let's, you know, be more comfortable with each other and try to get to know each other on a more intimate level. I mean, again, it doesn't have to have the sex or anything like that. It's just have, I just want more affection and more intimacy. Yeah, um, normalize their their actual showing of affection. Exactly right. Exactly right. So with that, it's just like um, I'm ready. I'm ready to see that. And then going to the island because time skip. You'll have to do a time skip because she has a whole another year there, right? Mm-hmm. So. We have to get a time skip and then them on the island would probably be fucking huge. So we see how she was treated. And I kind of want him to, I, I, what I want to see is that I want him to stand up and step up. Like, listen, this is the situation. You are a great mother and I understand where you're coming from, but she has opened up. She has became her own person. And I want you to realize that. I want you to see that. And I want to show you that even though I haven't been stung or I've in there or the stringer has been removed, I'm still in love with this girl and there's nothing you can do about it. I want some mm-hmm. shit like that. Maybe that's, maybe that's me wanting a slight drama, but I don't, you know, I'm for it. And I'm, I'm going to be real with you. Cause, cause hear me out. I don't think that's going to happen. And the me only either. reason I say that is because I don't think that if they actually get together and they go visit the Island, the mother's even going to bring it up anymore. Like she might be distantly upset. Right. Yeah. But I don't see her, continuing the conversation if they come visit the island and you know together introduce themselves as together right but what i do see is the rest of the islanders not being okay and that's where i kind of want to see the adversity i want to see him step up in adversity in terms of being like this is my wife now or this mm. is this is who i'm with and you know she loves you all she wants to be with you all and i want to be here with you all as well and i want to learn to love you all that kind of and that's where i think it'll end up going um, more so than what I actually said I wanted. I think it's going to go that way where they have to go to the island and kind of quell the the people of the island. Yeah, I don't see him staying on the island though because of yeah, his I don't family, see that either. because of his apartment, because of all that shit. So yeah. I don't. Yeah, you know, I love I love the idea though. I do love the idea. Yeah, I think they're just gonna visit. I don't think they're gonna stay because he can't do that with the kids. True that. True that. Okay. And then moving on to final, last but not least, Insomniac After School. Another banger. I wish I chose this one as my sleeper. <laughs> While this one's not done, we have one more episode, which is next week, and we're going to talk about that in, in detail, obviously. But this episode was huge, man. It was a big one. Crazy, crazy po- progress. <laughs> A lot of a lot of what I love about this anime is similar to a galaxy next door in the sense of like it's not a lot of drama. No. It, it's it's so simple in terms of like what the narrative technically is mm-hmm. and it's just how it unfolds. Right. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, yes, we, we assume that there's gonna be some kind of love story, you know what I mean? But in the moment, obviously when he gave his speech about how uh, he's been enjoying his time lately. Right. Because he knows that tomorrow 
is going to go right back to the regular where he's not going to be okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. let, let's, let's be real. He has insomnia. We know the man is some going through some kind of depression and, and other stuff in his life. You know what I mean? Absolutely. He loves his dad, but his dad is, is I'm that's not saying negligent because his dad loves him, but his dad cannot, he's, he's not aware enough to be able to actually look at him and figure out what his kids issues are. You know what that is? Negligence. <laughs> no, not at all. It's, it, it's, it? it's Gunta not wanting to be that burden. Mm-hmm. And we talk about that often. Being a burden yeah. to somebody is the absolute worst feeling when you ha- are struggling. And this is why he's struggling with insomnia because he's scared that when he wakes up that his dad is going to be gone like his mom was. His mom just got up and left and left him and then put everything on his father. And he, could, so he saw the stress in his father and he did whatever he can, like not wanting to get new shoes, even though he was out growing his shoes. Like he, he just, he don't want to be that burden. And I think that that depletion and that, Description, wonderful, absolutely yeah. wonderful. And and when he kind of goes to that moment where he explains that, uh, it almost made me think about when she was talking about how she couldn't go to sleep because she was worried about tomorrow not being her not waking up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it's almost kind of crazy because they both have that same thing where they they don't want to go sleep because if they wake up tomorrow is going to be worse or different than what it was today. Exactly right. And that's, it's kind of beautiful because they're going through the same thing, but it's different and they can appreciate each other for those same things, even though they're different. And then, you know, when she leaned in and gave him that kiss, I was like, yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. That was big, man. That was big because now we got progress and that's what I love more than anything is fucking progress. Yeah. While we, while we were always getting progress towards the, the quote unquote overarching which is the overarching is technically their relationship together. But it, the way they depicted it is that they made the overarching, the star stuff, the, the yeah. astronomy club stuff, the taking the pictures and being in that competition and shit like that. But really the overarching story is the relationship between these two with a similar issue coming together and finding, finding young love. Mm-hmm. And, and just hear me out. The beauty in the fact that our boy was like, I'm so excited. I don't even want to go to sleep. And then he passed out. <laughs> I was like, yo, this anime is fire. It's so good. Like, yo, my heart. I was like, yo, I can you, and I, I remember being this happy actually recently, but being that happy where it's like, you actually are so happy. You're just calm. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing feeling. It's a relaxing and feeling. That, and that's what made me give this episode of the week this week was that like I was like, yo, that was amazing. That was that was astonishing. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that uh, because let's be real. There's a lot that happened in this episode that was like things are happening, happening, happening. This is what we always expected. And then they kind of sprinkled in that progress, like we said. But when it finally got to that point, you know what I mean? It was like. It was fulfilling because it's finally what we were looking for. Right. And, and what she said also even was great. You know what I mean, bro? She said, let's, she said, hold up. We're not going to talk about that yet until our trip is over. Let's enjoy this trip for what it is right now. Not make it weird. Yeah, let's not make it weird. But I loved it because, yes, and my boy went home. He was <laughs> like, I can't, I can't, I'm good. I'm ready to go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, lo- I love the fact that, like, 
she I mean she did that but she doesn't do she not like realize that he likes her too is that what that was I'm sure she does right she has to realize right right but I, she might not realize his overall shy and nervousness you know what I mean yeah because I feel like everything has led up to this point the the independent podcast that they share only with each other yeah come on bro that's love that's love, <laughs> that's that's love, love bro. bro what else could that be that is 100% love. Ah, man, I love this. I love this so much. Well, we got a, a final episode in about 10 hours. 10 hours, because it, it drops on Monday. We record on Sunday. So by the time you're hearing this, the show's already done. So that's why that's why I always avoided making it. I mean, I got to go to spoiler talk because the spoiler talk is pointless because the new episode is already done aired and passed by the time that people hear this. But All right. it was just good to talk about for once this time. Um, and with that being said, I'm at Polo Born Fly on all social media. I'm at King Taliano on all social media. You can follow our social medias at Mike Check Waifu on Twitter and at Mike Check Waifu Waifu on Instagram. And as always, Mike, 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 Mike Check. Check, 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 Check. I'm going to take you to the Mile High Club. Mike Chank, Waifu Waifu. Is that you? Is that you? Is that you? Is that you? Is that you?